Hello, magical souls, and welcome to the Embodied Wisdom Podcast. This is where we dive deep into the wisdom of our bodies in sex, love, and relationship, tantra, kink, wealth consciousness, primal embodiment, and so much more. Hi, my name is Michaela. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach a tantric yoga teacher, and a lover of all things play and passion. So come along with me, open your ears, open your heart, and let's dive deep together. So today we are talking all about awakening your feminine majesty with Kamala Leslie. So Kamala is a self-love and sexual intimacy mentor. She's a certified transformational coaching method coach, a sex, love, and relationship coach. And she just is an embodiment of feminine wisdom and pussy power. Uh, (laughs) Kamala, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe you could just take a few moments to um, introduce yourself and, um, yeah, just welcome in uh, what is, is, like, really alive for you today. Mm, Yes. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, formal title you just announced and holistic sexuality coach. So what is really alive for me right now really is self-love and pleasurable self-care in the time of COVID while being a single woman. <laughs> mm. and, yeah. So, um, and I'm sure we'll get into the upcoming release of my Jade Egg course, but I have yeah. really found, um, yeah, like what's, what's been real is that I um, have gotten like even more committed to taking care of myself and my body and my pleasure and my mind in these times, especially because of like the insanity on social media and not getting enough touch, to be honest. So I'm having to really drop into my body a lot more to give myself that care. And, um, and yeah, and just really what's up today is, you know, pre pre (laughs) PMS and applying Mm -hmm. what, I teach and I'm sure you teach too, which is uh, ways to move that energy so it so it doesn't feel so much like PMS, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah, with, with uh, you know, COVID and everything like that, like everything feels so much yeah. heavier. I feel like that's been – and like already – already like like PMSing and like I feel like PMS for me is like a time that you know I just go into like the depths of like collective everything Mm. and just like feel all Mm. of it so then like with that like coupled with what's going on right now in the world it's like woo, (laughs) that's that's quite a time yeah and um 
Yeah, what you're saying about um, self-care and um, dropping into pleasure and everything in that realm, Um, you know, that that I feel is such such an essential Mm. right now for for everyone. And and it's it's such an overlooked um, kind of important detail that, you know, we don't always we don't always remember that. Like we don't always think about that when like there's so much going on in the world like the last thing that it seems intuitively you should think about is oh maybe I should just drop everything for a second and just like self-pleasure for exactly (laughs) exactly I know and I have the like you know the the blessing of having my life set up as I because I don't have any dependents like where and this is like also what I teach in the world so I can just be like I need an hour and a half (laughs) like you know, to really drop in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I I do feel it is so important for everyone, not just women, but especially women to cultivate prioritizing and understanding how important it is for our like biochemistry, even right, just like oxytocin Mm -hmm. and stress relief. Um, and our vitality in these times because yeah I also have gotten like more aware this year um like like I've always been highly sensitive and I'm very intuitive and psychic and people have told me for a long time like psychic so you're so empathic and I don't really identify with that word but that in these times too I'm not quite sure if it's like energies on the planet are they for real ramping up (laughs) like stuff's definitely going Mm. on that like that also has been so crucial and that shows up in self-pleasure practices too of like when we are with ourselves and caring for the vessel there is a real like non-puritanical aspect of releasing other people's energy and these like mind memes and conspiracy theories and fear like all of those energies from our space because I am like I'm so sensitive and such a deep feeler and there's so much like fear right now, right? Like the state of the United States election, Mm -hmm. global warming, like it's, it's, I mean, I have goosebumps saying it out loud and it's like, we have Mm. to like keep the vessel primed, right? With our own touch, our own care, our own attention and love. Yeah. Mm. Mm. (sighs) Yes, yes, you, yes, you just said it all right there. That's, I feel like so, so, so many people, um, especially, you know, in the realms of just anyone that's, that's tapped in, tuned in and, you know, connected to something more than the mundane, which nowadays it's, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, it's, it's like, (laughs) I feel like the more and more people uh, are, are finding spirituality right now, because it's, it's like, shoot what's going on in the world that we got to find something yes yeah right (laughs) so um yeah so I feel like uh and of course there's already a lot of people that know how empathic Mm -hmm. they are and a lot of people will really resonate with that I feel like I resonate with that completely and um heavy uh favorite practices your go-to kind of favorite practices like when you're feeling kind of like overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. the the world or anything like that like what is your like go-to like 
yes, okay, drop mm. in, connect, mm-hmm. like release, like all of it. Like what is your go-to practice? Mm. There's a few, but the first thing that comes to mind that I do a lot of is like body shaking, like the Kundalini mm. body shakes. Um, just when, because I know stress can create like a lot of depletion and stagnation. And so just the body shaking, I do a lot, 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 lot of breast massage with rose oil because Mm. it's like a softening experience and things have Mm. felt very harsh through my lenses right now through the, you know, what's going on in the world. So breast massage, Mm. and then to really get into, you know, deeper energies and like really kind of anchoring into my root of course the jade egg and getting pelvis like even if it's not like directly arousing just like rooting down with like breaths and massage and the touch and just holding presence or holding the egg like at the entrance of the yoni like there's something it just like literally pulls energy down and, and then, yeah, I've done some more like emotional, you know, dancing with emotions, like literally listening to music and getting into just expressing what, whether it's anger or sadness or pleasure and turn on, like that's actually been key too, is listening spontaneously to, you know, like hip hop or some like Rihanna, mm. like sexy songs. And then like getting into mm-hmm. that more, the, the joy essence too. Cause I've been doing so much like release and like grounding and, <laughs> you know, touching myself and all that is like, it's so good. Cause it's keeping me really anchored in my system. And then, yeah, the, the more turn on music, the fun music is the, is the like play pleasure so yeah absolutely we need that balance like that that nourishing and grounding energy as well as like you know coming back to like oh yeah I can I can tap into my joy like it's okay to feel that yes Mm. yes 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 I love I love 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 all the practices you describe you know the shaking and dancing and emotional Mm -hmm. embodiment and so much yes, so much yes to all of that. Like those are those are definitely in my like essential like toolbox. Your right essential kit, well. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, when when you're talking about the um, jade egg and mm-hmm. um, and how you're talking like how you were saying today that you're in that um, premenstrual phase mm-hmm. and I feel like something that I hear a lot of is a lot of times women are confused like oh should I like not use the jade egg when I'm uh you know when I'm on my period mm-hmm. like it, is that not okay um so I'm curious because I know you've had a lot of experience with um the jade egg and like what's your take on that like what um what's a good way to use the jade egg mm-hmm. during your period or maybe not at all, or if there's like a specific, some different energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know that. Yeah. Um, generally it's not a hard rule, but generally because there's a downward flow of energy, right. With your blood releasing and a lot of the practices mm-hmm. are like cultivating energy and then moving it up through your organs and through your system. Mm-hmm. It's not recommended on your super heavy days. Um, Most teachers, and I'm also kind of of the camp of like, if you really feel called, but I personally, 
I don't think I ever use it on my heavy days. And so, yeah. So in general, Mm. you would leave the egg alone. What I tend to do is a lot of like kidney breathing, like breathing into the Mm. kidneys and like seeing like, yeah, the dark blue in the kidneys because that's the governing organ of that system. And there's a lot going on. Like your hormones are kind of bottoming out in a certain sense as you're releasing blood. And I'll sometimes just rub my ovaries. Sometimes like, cause I get, I don't really get cramps, but I can get some sensation in my womb. And I did have cramps like three months ago, three or four cycles ago. And so breath during the cycle too can be really powerful. Like just deep, long, slow breaths, like in through the nose, out through the mouth, into the womb with just like love and support because it is such a time of release. And I know everyone's got different cycles. Some women don't seem to be bothered by theirs. Um, But Mm. that's a lot of what I do. And I will just kind of leave the egg alone. Um, And Mm. it is just a powerful time, right, for release. So I do more of kind of like consciousness release work of like, what am I releasing? What am I bringing in for the new month? And um, yeah, yeah, those are some things. So Um, what you said that really like I tapped into is you talked about uh, the kidney energy and like that dark blue energy. And I only recently learned Mm -hmm. that the kidneys are, you know, associated with that like deep blue oceanic energy Mm -hmm. and have Mm -hmm. been making that connection lately with the the kidneys and your menstrual Mm -hmm. cycle. So I really appreciate you um, bringing that up and, um, yeah, just speaking of deep breathing and all of that, that is so, so helpful. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely a passion of mine as well is, um, you know, really connecting to your blood and your cycle and Mm. all of that. So I so, so, so appreciate that. Um, and you had mentioned a well, a little bit about, like your hormones and everything like that um, in our, our, when we had talked beforehand about um, mm-hmm. balancing your hormones when mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking about your period and COVID and all of this, like when you balance, um, can you speak a little bit about? Yeah. So do you mean more like practices for helping to balance them or? How do you know when, mm-hmm. or maybe how do you know when you balance and what can you mm. do to come back into balance? Gotcha. Yes. Um, well, what I notice is, for example, like the last couple months, my luteal phase in the days leading up to my blood, like I always feel it, but I, especially like, in this five days before window, I just feel like tense and tired and, um, just less, less resourced. And I feel like some of that's a little bit natural, at least in our culture. Right. I mean, there's definitely lots of Mm. herbs and dietary things for hormone balance. Um, but yeah, my cue is, is typically just like, if I'm feeling like I have to do a lot of, (laughs) extra practice and work to get my energy moving. Cause it does just feel like things kind of just congest into this, mm-hmm. like this inner tension and almost like dryness. So mm-hmm. that's how I can tell. And 
it's kind of just, okay, how, how accessible, because I'm not going to feel the way I feel when I'm ovulating or even in the follicular phase when I'm just like, there's a lot of sexual energy on the surface. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's pretty accessible mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun to play mm-hmm. with. So this is almost the opposite, but it just feels like pushed over a few extra degrees and you know, speaking again, back to the jade egg though, I mean, the jade egg is like, it's a really good time for jade, like quiet yin jade egg practice, right? Again, like Mm -hmm. pulling the energy down into the pelvis, but with like the kidney breathing and like slow breathing and slow squeezes and releases and deep pelvic floor Okay, so we lost a connection right in the middle of that juicy conversation. Let us bring it right back. Bringing it back to deep pelvic floor orgasms. Yes, yes, bring it back to deep pelvic floor orgasms. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So you were talking about the difference of energy and the different phases of your cycle and how just dropping in and dropping into that pelvic floor is so, so necessary. Yeah. (sighs) So, yeah, it's just like nourishing, nourishing the body, I think, especially in the luteal phase with that tension for women who, who experience that you know, really like feeding the cells and feeding the body in those times. And then a lot of times when I'm more in follicular and ovulation, when I'm having a month where there is that abundance of energy, that's really easy to find. That's when I start to do a lot more of the refinement practices of like breathing it up into my heart, breathing it up into the brain. And that's the the refinement from, from Jing into Qi into Shen. So it's, cultivating the life force energy for your whole body and it's a Mm -hmm. lot easier to do when I'm like spilling over (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm curious I actually I'm not familiar with those terms that okay uh, you said jing into chi into shen yeah uh, totally so in the taoist in the taoist jadeg tradition um I'll say it very simply jing is like your primordial essence kind of like the the ancestral matter that you're made of and our sexual energy unrefined is a lot of that and as we wake it up through these practices and then start to we can start to move it up into the center is chi and that is like more directly your life force energy and it said a lot to have a lot to do with your emotional centers your emotions Um, But it would be similar to prana. And then shen is like spirit. It's like the higher consciousness refinement. It's like when someone has like a sense of like, oh, they have a deep presence. It's like they're shen. Mm -hmm. But we always want to start with jing, jing chi um, as the base. And you'll see sometimes in spiritual communities like that don't deal directly with sexuality or they don't know how to deal with sexuality. Like you might have the like super spiritual people who do a ton of meditating and they might have still kind of like a shiny presence and like a Buddha type of energy. And that's a lot of Shen, but they can still have a lot of kind of repression or stagnation of the Jing. And so the Jing is that like raw material yeah 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 absolutely it's like you have to be connected into that primal and mm-hmm. raw essence as yes. well as you know the the higher consciousness and 
you know, in your heart. Like mm-hmm. that's the center, right? Like that's the the ching ching. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's what it was. The chi, oh, the chi, yeah, the chi, the chi, the chi. The chi. Thank you. Um, I you said yeah, the ching. I was I like, yeah, like the cha ching. <laughs> the cha ching. Yeah. The cha ching. Um, I feel like that's so. That's such a beautiful. Um, I never really heard about that from uh, the the Taoist tradition. I'm I'm assuming. Um, uh, or I believe that's what you said. Yeah. Um, but that is definitely like so congruent with how I view those those centers of like the lower, you know, pelvis and sexual organs and just the pelvic bowl and the heart and. Mm. Um, you know, the, the mind and the higher consciousness and, you know, your, your, your crown really. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and w- what you spoke about, like finding different communities where that is lit up without like the deeper connection. Um, that is something I've definitely seen as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, and kind of been, I feel like misguided and misled mm. in certain places. And I was reading, I was reading a, a bit about your um, history and how, you know, you were misled in the past by, you know, different teachers that seemed a certain way and they weren't. Um, And I've also been coming across that as kind of like a a concern of women nowadays with all of this talk about like pussy power Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, sexual liberation, like all this stuff. And like, there's, there's a lot of it out there now, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we have to know like, all right, who's going to be teaching me something that is like really aligned mm. and connected yeah. with like all of those centers that we just spoke on. And like, who is coming from a place of like, you know, not, not really being connected in like kind of just, you know, only connected to one of those centers. And, totally. Um, with your experience, I, I'm just curious, like, um, you know, for myself and for our listeners here, like, what are some red flags to to look for? Like, what are some red flags that just may be simple, like, kind of indicators of, like, mm, maybe this isn't the best teacher or modality um, or way to be looking at, and maybe I should find something that's a little bit more connected, mm. or, mm-hmm. you know, what do you look for, I guess, within your own response yeah. in your own body? Like, what tells you, like, mm, not this person or not this practice? The interesting thing is that it seems like since going through the years in my mid, late 20s and early 30s where I had the classical Tantra teacher and it was in, kind of crazy, <laughs> you know, I mentioned that he had sociopathic tendencies. And, um, I have really veered away from male teachers and that's not a hard and fast rule at all. But I think in general, if if a woman is going into any type of spiritual community, first of all, it's like, what is her goal? So if it has to do with sexuality, uh, I mean, I would definitely look out for teachers who say things like, like who create specialness amongst students or um, any sense that any community gives you that you need a male teacher for your awakening, I think starts to get pretty sketchy. And I, that even exists really in the Neo Tantra world. I have a fair amount of Neo Tantra training, but I don't swim in that community super heavily. And there was an article I read recently, and I can't cite the author or the title where a male who'd been in that community for years, a white male talked a lot about how prevalent, um, it is that men in those communities take advantage of women. 
I think it's easier to take advantage of women when they're younger, you know, like that's not something I would fall prey to at 42 and having gone through a lot of stuff. But I think that there is this idea because of however things have been that your sexual awakening and your sexual healing as a woman comes from a male, it comes from sacred spot massage or whatever. And I think if you legitimately vet someone and he comes referred, that's totally go down that road. You know, I had sacred spot healing in my twenties from someone I knew and trusted. Um, Mm. But I know in the Me Too movement, even some of the like pretty big named neo-tantra male teachers got had, you know, accusations come against them. So yeah, I think just staying away from that sort of mythology that, you know, it's amazing to receive touch and healing from someone else, of course, because we can surrender and go deeper when we trust mm-hmm. them. But any sense that like you need a, a guru to awaken you through sex or because yeah. that was what my teacher, he didn't do that to me, my teacher 10, 15 years ago, but he did, did it to a lot of women in the community. And I know a lot of other classical Tantra teach, male teachers have done that. And then, yeah, I guess with the, with the neo-tantra, just that idea that, you, that you're that you not going to be able to awaken to your inner goddess or whatever without a DACA, you know, touching you. It's like, that's bullshit. Like, if you want that experience and you feel contained and resourced and you don't have a lot of sexual trauma, like, go have a good time and receive and learn. But um, you have to be really discerning. So... I hope that answers your question somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> I went down yeah, the Neo-Tantra like rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I appreciate it because it's, it's so important. You know, I feel like I am just at the beginning of this journey myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been working with this maybe only since a little bit since my 20s and kind of going away from it and coming back to more of the Tantric teachings um, just in this past, um, you know, two, three years of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's really, really, um, that's really important, I feel like for myself and for, um, you know, uh, our audience right now to, to hear that and to remember that important point that it's like, if anyone is, regardless if it's a man or a woman, Mm -hmm. if anyone is pointing you to you and saying, or, you know, pointing to themselves or to some other power and saying, hey, uh, you need this, to be enlightened like you yes. need this thing that's outside of yourself and you will not be whole and you will not ever you know be complete or enlightened or whatever without this thing you exactly know? exactly like that that totally answers my question like I feel like that is like the red flag that's you know? like, the red that's flag like the one thing to look for is like if anyone or you know even if like anyone you're following like on Instagram you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of the time our spiritual gurus aren't even like a guru anymore. It's just like somebody that has a lot of followers. Totally. <laughs> and I like... start to like worship them in that way. But it's like, yes. okay, you know what? Is this person taking me outside of myself and, and like kind of drawing me into this illusion that like I'm not already whole and complete and like spiritual or whatever on my own? Or are they bringing me closer to just like more compassion and more understanding for myself and also like realizing that I am already whole. I am already a full, complete aligned spiritual being like, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Uh, And I think the other thing I would say 
I do this with teachers that I'm considering, you know, studying with. And, and like, as a, as a side note from what I said earlier, it's like, I do have male teachers, just not necessarily in the sexual realm right now, but, um, is to always pay attention to how you feel, you know, like no one's perfect, right? No one's like going to be like the perfect, you know, the perfect parent projected as a teacher who's Mm going to give us all everything we needed perfectly. But like, you know, a lot of spiritual communities, they just, they all have a set of rules. Like it's just part of how they have structure, right? They have rules and unspoken agreements. And, and, and again, it's just like, how do I feel around this teacher? How do I feel around the other people in this community? That was another thing I went through in my twenties is, is it was, there was just a lot of judgment. It was very tense. And I knew that going in, but I still wanted Mm -hmm. the learnings and, so you could still, you know, have the discernment to be like, well, I want to learn from this person. I know what this is. I know what this isn't. But, you know, be more discerning around getting really starry eyed and just pay attention to the signals. Um, yeah, signals yeah. in our body. And come, mm, yeah. And coming back to yourself, I feel like that's, you know, coming back to like those practices that we were talking about at the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, like just coming back to those like if you're ever unsure just like okay well come back to what I know and what works for me and keep coming back to that and it's like from there then it's like you can expand your learning and your practices and and stuff like that definitely and and there is something about just again it's not like oh as empowered women we don't need anyone and we can you know give everything to ourselves Mm -hmm. that's not the come from it's just yeah, having having that that yeah, just very healthy discernment and a lot of what comes through in like the work that I teach women through the jadig practices and the breathing and we do emotional clearing work like through the yoni through the womb is that ability to trust those signals more and have that that kind of autonomy in our decision making and nothing's ever perfect right like I misread people sometimes and I'm like oh missed that one (laughs) it was a left field slap but but yeah like really that coming home right to our bodies to that innate wholeness that you were describing and being able to navigate from that that inner wisdom um yeah rather than constantly reaching outside of ourselves to be like oh I need this or oh you know I'm that that not enoughness that can take us lots of interesting places if that's our yeah, come from awesome. <laughs> yeah yes yes thank you thank you thank yeah. you so much and uh speaking on the jade egg you have a um jade egg uh queen course um yeah could you just uh, mention a little bit about what that is and um yeah, just where, where people can find you and, and learn more and more about the jade egg. Yes. So I have a beautiful seven week course called Jade Queen, Awakening Your Feminine Majesty. And this is, it's really designed for women through the jade egg, through some neo-tantric practices, through somatic tools and self-inquiry to have this sexual self reclamation experience, um, a lot of like releasing old energies, old feelings from the woman yoni and heart, and then awakening and trusting in deeper pleasure in our bodies and deeper desires. 
And so I really think of like the feminine majesty as like a woman, like really owning her inner queen. Like you described the crown earlier. It's like the three centers and that majesty is kind of almost like our Kundalini. It's like that life force that we trust. It moves up through us and it's this aligned channel originating like in the Yoni and womb that we're able to trust and, and then, of course, the dating um, brings us, like, better orgasms and let, helps us let go deeper into ourselves, into our pleasure. So, yeah, it's it's an exciting course. We work with anger. We work with joy. Um, and so, anyways, the best way to find out about it, it's going to start either in early December. And if that turns out just to be complicated with holidays for people, it will definitely start, like, at the beginning of January. Mm. um yeah and so the best new year's resolution new year's resolutions yes yes uh jade queen activation so yeah um best way for people to find me to like stay informed and learn more about it is my website kamala leslie.com um k-a-m-a-l-a-l-e-s-l-a-e.com and then my insta which i'm starting to put more love and attention on is pussy mystic with three s's <laughs> to avoid censorship mm-hmm. yeah uh, smart. <laughs> awesome awesome um great so uh you can definitely go and find kamala and her work on instagram and on her website and i will put um your website and the instagram handle um in the show notes as well so oh you perfect guys can go down there and um just type that or click it and all that jazz um awesome yeah thank you so much this has been this has been so so nourishing to to i know i feel like i could somebody that is on the same path as me that has been on this path uh for you know uh 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) you know like hearing your story of like starting when you were in your 20s and like knowing it was like what you wanted to do and like that's you know, that's where I am now. So it's it's mm. like, oh, yes, thank you so much. And you're just such a beautiful, like successful queen. And Aww. I'm so grateful for you coming on to the Embodied Wisdom podcast and sharing your wisdom and your love. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> um, gosh. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I could talk to you like I for like just... two more hours. <laughs> like just keep uh-huh. talking. Yeah. Uh-huh amazing and I know who to come to for all my uh, jade egg and Taoist Taoist questions now (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I will just ask you like what is one thing just one one uh, little thing that you want to leave our our listeners with today Mm, I would say to think like a cat and follow the pleasure Okay, and I know that Kamala was about to just go so deep into kitty cat energy, and I'm so sad because we got caught off once again, (laughs) but we will just leave you guys with the mystery of um, the kitty cat and ask you to tune that into yourself and into um, what what would a cat do for pleasure? <laughs> That's going to be your takeaway to get today. So again, um, all the information for Kamala's website, her Instagram, and her upcoming course um, will be in the show notes. So make sure to check those out. 
So go ahead and find me at Sapphire Roots on Instagram or Facebook. Or go to www.sapphireroots.com to check out my latest offerings and to dive even deeper. Have a magical day, loves.